Well, welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, horticulture educator for the University of Illinois Extension Service. And uh, this week I kind of want to talk about what's going on in the yard in terms of what's going on with the weather. Um, I kind of think the weather has been both good and bad. It just depends upon your perspective right now, I think. Uh, lawns usually begin to slow down a bit as the natural spring flush typically begins to pass. But as long as these rains continue, uh, so will our grass in terms of uh, its growth rate and probably at an above average rate. Um, the good part is I have not seen a bad looking lawn, park or cul-de-sac or parkway yet this spring. If there is bad news side, it's the idea that it's been very difficult trying to keep up with the mowing between the rain and more difficult to keep up with our ever popular don't mow off more than one third of a grass blade at any one time. So for most of us, we're probably mowing off more than that. Uh, we may have had to um, bag because uh, the clippings uh, as they are discharged from the mower are just too long and too much of it. And that then in turn smothers the grass. So a lot of this uh, this year has had us bagging the grass and getting it getting it uh, off the lawn. Um, we get to do a couple different things with that. Uh, the obvious one is it ends up in the landscape bag and we kick it to the curb for the landscape waste recyclers to get every week. Or we could at least use a portion of it as the green part of our compost pile building for the season. So it has some purpose there. Uh, being green, it provides the nitrogen. Being green, there's uh, lots of uh, moisture in the grass, something else that the compost pile needs. Um, a third option might be to dry it, dry it on, say, on the driveway, get the moisture out of it, let it turn brown, and then bring it in and use it as a mulch in the vegetable garden um, or between our perennial flowers in the perennial flower bed. Uh, so it has some use, uses, even though we've had to remove it off of, of the lawn. Uh, one of the other things that's been pretty, pretty well noted here between um, calls uh, and emails to the extension offices is with all this rain, um, we're also promoting mushrooms. Um, many of those mushrooms that we see in the yard are from rooting rots and decaying landscape mulch. Remember all those ash trees that we've had to take down? Well, we may have taken the tree down and routed the stump, but all those big roots that moved out radially into the, our landscape yards, uh, underneath the lawn and into other shrub beds, uh, they're still there, but they're finally dead enough that they're beginning to decay. And you kind of know it's the tree roots that are decaying because you'll see, if you pay attention here and, and, and observe uh, carefully, uh, those mushrooms are kind of growing in rows. They're following the uh, decaying root itself. So that gives you kind of a hint um, that that's what's going on. If you didn't uh, route the stump, well, there's a number of uh, different kinds of mushrooms and decay organisms that I've seen around the base of a lot of these uh, stumps that are still uh, in the ground and every year there seems to be a different kind of uh, decay organism growing uh, very typical and in, in, in that sense uh, very normal so that kind of decay is underway we've uh, also uh, have seen some different kinds of things growing in in our mulched beds or our mulch rings around the trees again different kinds of decay organisms 
Um, uh, there's um, uh, just an, an enough moisture right now and the fact that, uh, that mulch is organic and it is going to decay. So we see uh, the typical mushrooms. We see a lot of other strange-looking masses out there in the yard, some orange, some brown, some white, um, and they'll all go away as soon as the weather warms up and the mulches uh, dry out again. To keep that from happening down the road, as you have packed mulch, uh, take a hard rake or a four-time digger kind of an instrument and go ahead and loosen that mulch back up a little bit. That'll help dry it out, and then you don't have the environment that will allow the decay organisms to uh, show back up quite as quite as easily. Um, and the, the uh, uh, an, another. Uh, challenge that homeowners have had with this uh, above average rain and the frequency uh, are beginning to cause some problems both inside and outside the home. Um, we're getting calls about homeowners that are reporting more ants in the home in general and some specific types looking for food. Um, easy targets for those ants as they have been forced out of the ground with the high moisture levels and finding their way inside where it's a lot drier. But dishes of open dry cat food or dog food, um, you're going to find them covered in those very, very tiny tan ants, uh, especially if that dish has kind of always been in the same spot in your home. So sometimes we have to throw that food away. Um, go ahead and, and rinse the dish and restock it with clean, clean, dry food and then set it somewhere else because those ants over time have built that little undetectable trail and, and uh, they're going to come right back to that brand new fresh bowl of food. So set that bowl of food somewhere else or feed the dog or cat and then pick the bowl up off the floor and set it somewhere else um, so the ants won't find it. Um, uh, one more step in this battle with the ants is to go ahead and just use some mild soap and water and scrub the area where the bowl sits. This destroys that um, pheromone trail that they leave behind. So it's like they're having to start all over looking for food even though the bowl's in the same place it always has been. Those are a couple things you can do to, uh, to, 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 to manage that uh, situation. Um, Outside in the garden, it's been interesting. Um, ants trying to manage their uh, uh, their egg uh, rearing uh, populations will move the eggs from in the soil where it's overly wet and too cool up into higher parts in the yard. Uh, you'll find them, uh, say, just underneath flagstone or patio block. They will move into a potted plant that you have outside using the soil in the in the plant pot to actually rear their young. So uh, you may be surprised a bit when you are working in the yard and turn over the, the stone or move the, uh, move the potted house plant or garden plants and find uh, quite, the, quite the number of ant eggs and a lot of egg ants tending to those eggs uh, in those containers. So that's a couple other things that uh, um, we, have, we have been seeing. Um, another very tiny insect is one we call the thrip, and they are so small you need a good hand lens even to see them, and they're beginning to show up, and they can do so um, not by the hundreds, but by the thousands, uh, unexpectedly on yard furniture and even the side of the car. Um, 
they're just getting out of the way of all this moisture we've had. Um, there's really not too much you can do with these populations. They're going to crash uh, soon enough anyway. But again, the weather is to blame, and um, the weather has allowed these large populations on our landscape plants, and as I said later, to be found on all sorts of objects in the yard and nearby. Um, one of the other conditions that we seemingly have going on right now is the, uh, the, the amounts of ticks and mosquitoes, so be aware of, of that and dress accordingly. Um, keeping the yard ornaments clean and clear of moisture and bird bass rinsed frequently. And I talked about this uh, in an earlier episode, so no more detail here. So those are some of the things that are going on in the yard. It's been a privilege and a pleasure to talk again with you this week. This is Richard Henschel, horticulture educator with Green Side Up, and I'll be back again next week.